When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now it's Anaheim in possession of the puck. So an excellent play by Sebastian Ajo on the forecheck. He'll leave it along the boards for Jarvis. Jarvis stops, gets it back to the point. Deflected by Shalo. Score! Andrei Svechnikov with the deflection out front in Carolina. Off to the hot start. A minute 17 in. It's a 1-0 Hurricanes lead. Gibson, by the way, since the All-Star game trip is just 2-13-2 for the Ducks in net. Goals against almost around five. Carolina wins a draw right up front. The score! The captain, Jordan Stahl. Niederreiter sets up his centerman in the Canes. Take a 2-0 lead. Now Svechnikov comes up with a steal out front. They shoot the score! Jordan Martinuk. The Canes with the pressure after the PK. And they reestablish a two-goal lead. It's 3-1 Carolina. Zegras tries to lay the body on Slavin, but the Canes are able to clear this one out. Yes, for Fost, charging hard after it. He'll go into the corner against Drysdale. He'll get it back out to Slavin. Cross-ice pass, one-timer, rebound. Stahl, he scores! The captain in front. Great puck movement by the Hurricanes. And they double their lead. It's 4-2 Carolina here in the third. And Slav will get to it. He'll backhand one from the Canes' blue line. Slavin with it. He'll try to clear. Not out. Drysdale keeps it in. Back in the corner and played back for Drysdale. The Ducks having a hard time getting control of the puck. The Canes get it. Stahl has it. Takes it for a hat trick. Bingo! Here come the hats for the captain. Now Simone. He'll go into the corner. The Ducks trying to put one last goal through as Anderson has to make a save. And Carrick's shot was shouldered away by Anderson. Puck in the corner. Simone trying to spin away with it. Martinuk doing a good job tying up the Ducks there. Works across Mahura's shot. That's gloved by Anderson, but he'll keep it rolling. Ian Cole sends this to center ice. Zeroes on the board. And a win for the Carolina Hurricanes as they beat the Anaheim Ducks 5-2. And a hat trick for that man, the captain Jordan Stahl. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. That was a much-needed 5-2 win over the Anaheim Ducks. Carolina sweeps the season series from Anaheim like they did, gosh, for most of the teams in the West, didn't they? Carolina's pretty doggone good against Western Conference foes this year. So Carolina's now 47-16-8. That's 102 points, and they restored the two-point lead on the Rangers with nine games to play. And we will see you at Madison Square Garden on Tuesday night. That's right, corner of 8th and 33rd. 
right above Penn Station. Canes and Rangers playing for first place in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Uh, so if you need siding or roofing or entry doors or storm doors or gutter helmets, that's the place to go. AluminumCompany.com. So a hat trick for Jordan Stahl. Of course, okay. Did you have Jordan Stahl as the first Hurricanes forward or player to get a hat trick this year? If you did, go to the window. We have your winnings. Jordan Stahl, who now has five goals in his last three games. And remember that 35-game drought? No goals, just seven assists in 35 games for Jordan Stahl? He has 11 goals and 19 points in the 29 games since. We all understand that Jordan's value to the team is not in goal scoring. That doesn't mean he's not supposed to score occasionally. It's not like it's his job to not score. It's just not his primary job. So when Jordan doesn't score, some people get mad because Jordan doesn't score we have to be reminded all the time of all the other things that he does so well. And again, the one line, we need to give them a name. The one line continues to be their best line. Stahl, Niederreiter, Faust, very, very present all game long. Noticeable on the second goal of the game. Noticeable on the, uh, obviously, the fourth goal of the game. And then, of course, the empty net goal. You know, a couple of years ago, probably wouldn't see Nino Niederreiter on the ice in extra attacker situations. He just wouldn't. But this Nino Niederreiter, awfully good in all three zones. Awfully good. Uh, I just love the game he's playing. He's playing a harder, heavier game and a game that should travel in the postseason. Just saying. It'll, you know, remains to be seen whether it will or not, right? But it's a, it's a game that should travel. And that line continues to be absolutely awesome. And just, who wants to play against it? They're creating scoring chances, too. So, Rod Brindamore, like, he picks his spots. He doesn't always send them out against the ones, but he likes to because he knows what he's going to get. And also what he gets are heavy shifts. And those heavy shifts, those body blows add up. Uh, but a big night for Jordan Stahl. He was my first star. He was the arena's first star. As a matter of fact, my first, my three stars aligned perfectly with the arena, and I don't, I'm not even sure that I'm happy about that. Uh, Andrei Svechnikov had a goal and an assist and caused a ruckus. He caused a ruckus, ladies and gentlemen, a flat-out ruckus. And the Canes will get to the rebound. Jarvis plays it off the board. Svechnikov, he runs into Getzloff. And now a bunch of ducks Somebody's got coming out from here. And a penalty is coming up. And yes, a lot of players are jumping in right now. You saw this one coming. Jarvis, he's got Mayhew. Henrique and Getzloff trying to get at Svechnikov. Pesci, he's getting in the middle of that. And here comes Seth Jarvis. Brady Shea trying to keep the rookie from getting into it. Getzloff trying to get it. Svechnikov 
the worst way. This is Getzloff's first game back in six. He'd been injured. Jarvis, he and Mayhew are going. Jarvis still has his gloves on. Mayhew's gloves are off. Now we have more chatting going on. The officials are in the way. Pesci trying to help out the Canes youngster. Henrique has got a headlock on Pesci. They break off as Pesci pushes away from Henrique. All right, so uh, we'll stop it there. Uh, there was th- there was a lot more of that. I do believe some of the things being said uh, were clearly, could you believe how poorly Tiger Woods putted on Saturday? Four three-putts and a four-putt? Come on. Andre, can you believe it? That's what Ryan Getzloff was saying to uh, Andrew Svechnikov in the face-off circle. Like, well, are you kidding? Tiger would have a chance if he could putt. I, I, could, I could be wrong. So... Um, that all began. Now, there's there was talk. I think I heard Trip Tracy talking about how uh, Kevin Shattenkirk might have given Andre a cross check to the ribs. I didn't see it, so I'm not. I'm just going to pick it up from the uh, the Andre Svechnikov. I mean, thunderous hit on Kevin Shattenkirk along the wall. Clean hit. Absolutely nothing at all questionable about it. But because it's the National Hockey League, and far be it from you to hit my teammate cleanly, that will not go unpunished. So Getzloff wanted to go with him, and Svechnikov was being Svechnikov, uh, laughing like, "Are you kidding me? It's a clean play." We, you know, clean plays, clean hits happen all the time. The world is an imperfect place. Screws fall out all the time. Uh, anybody who wants to tell me what movie that came from, uh, I'll be uh, I'll be more than happy to uh, to send you a T-shirt if you can tell me what movie that that line came from. An Adam Gold Show T-shirt. Anybody can tell me who that line, what movie that line's from. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, that just got Anaheim and uh, their underwear in a bunch. Uh, and then Andre did go leg to leg with Getzloff, and Andre got a tripping penalty. Although, if we're really being honest, I'm not entirely sure that had there not been a scrum, that they would have sent Andre off. So I think that was sort of a retroactive tripping penalty. But anyway, at 14:25. All hell bros broke loose. Uh, Andre and Getzloff. Getzloff's pulling off Andre's helmet. Uh, we had Seth Jarvis and Jerry Mayhew uh, doing a dosy do without throwing fists. Uh, Adam Henrique got an extra penalty. So it just took a while to sort sort through all of it. Um, but that's what happens when you hit a, hit a player cleanly in the NHL. Some people just can't handle it. But Andre was good all night. And uh, it was just cool how he got under everybody's skin. And then there was a nice moment when Trevor Zegras tried a lacrosse goal move. And I think Brady Shea got to it. I'll disagree with Tripp. I do not believe that Freddie Anderson was in position to stop the lacrosse goal attempt if Zegras had gotten the puck there. But I think Brady Shea bothered him enough to get the puck off his stick. So I think Brady Shea, who I thought the top four defensemen were excellent tonight for Carolina. I thought they were all. The top four guys were all very good tonight. Um, 
So I think it was Shea that made that play on Zegras to stop the uh, the lacrosse attempt because uh, I don't believe Freddie would have gotten there. We're going to talk about Freddie briefly in a second. By the way, our old friend Michael Smith is going to join us uh, in just a couple of minutes. He's doing intermissions now uh, on the Hurricanes Radio Network, uh, and from time to time will join us in the Canes Corner Podcast, the morning after edition. Um, but I thought Max Domi played very well tonight. I thought he was noticeably centered the fourth line. I don't think he's going to stay there. Uh, I do think, well, we all know that as soon as Jesperi Kotkaniemi comes back, he goes right back there. And Domi will probably play on the left side of that line or the right side. He can play either side. Uh, and my guess is Jordan Martinook stays in and our healthy extras as we get to the postseason will be Steve, Steve Lawrence and Derek Stepan. Uh, but remains to be seen. Um, you know, at some point, Max Domi is going to have to just maintain this level. Thought he was good tonight, but he needs to be good like this all nights. Otherwise, I think Rod will go back to Derek Stepan, who has made a lot of big plays for this team this year. Um, but I thought Max Domi was very good tonight. The penalty kill was excellent. Three out of three. The power play was 0 for 2, but I thought the power play was better. Uh, that second unit has been very good. And it's otherwise just a good win for Carolina. They needed it. They needed two points. They needed to get their nose back out in front of the Rangers again. Nine games left, two-point lead, two games left with New York, Tuesday at Madison Square Garden, and then game 81 at Madison Square Garden. And my guess is that it will. the division will come down to those two games. The, the team that does better gets more out of those two games, I think will win the division. Uh, quick look at a scoreboard before we go through the goals. Uh, the Penguins beat the Predators 3-2. I think it was an overtime game. Doesn't really matter. Pittsburgh gets two points. Washington, a 4-2 winner over Boston. Good win for the Capitals. Uh, and you add Boston's loss to the Tampa Bay 5-0 shutout win of Buffalo. And right now, it would be Carolina and Boston. In the first round of the playoffs, Tampa's back in third place. They lead the Bruins by a point in the Atlantic Division for third. Washington is comfortably in fourth place in the uh, Metropolitan Division. I think they have 90 points now. Uh, not Actually, not sure where Washington is, but Washington is comfortably in fourth. Although, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Washington catches Pittsburgh. I don't think it's likely, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Uh, Pittsburgh has not played all that well of late. Quick tour through the goals, and then we'll talk to Michael Smith, don't you know. Uh, it all started a minute 17 in. Sebastian Ajo gets a steal in the offensive zone. Good, smart defensive play. Uh, gets it to... Uh, Seth Jarvis makes a low to high pass to Brady Shea, who takes a shot with a certain number 37 cruising through the slot. Now it's Anaheim in possession of the puck. So an excellent play by Sebastian Ajo on the forecheck. He'll leave it along the boards for Jarvis. Jarvis stops, gets it back to the point. Deflected by Shea, the score! Andrei Svechnikov! With the deflection out front in Carolina, off to the hot start. A minute 17 in, it's a 1-0 Hurricanes lead. 28th of the season for Svechnikov, Shea and Jarvis with the assist. Entire play created, though, by Sebastian Ajo. 
Uh, all right, we got about uh, three minutes and 40 seconds later. Same shift that almost had Nino Niederreiter score a goal on a beautiful pass from Jesper Faust. Um, they lose a faceoff. Jordan Stahl <gasps> lost a faceoff, but Faust and Niederreiter went behind the net, won a battle, and then Nino gets it back in front to the captain. Gibson, by the way, since the All-Star game trip, is just 2-13-2 for the Ducks in net. Goals against almost around five. Carolina wins a draw right up from the score! The captain, Jordan Stahl. Niederreiter sets up his centerman, and the Canes take a 2-0 lead. A couple of things there. One, uh, I believe Stahl lost that draw. Uh, two, John Gibson now 2-14-2. and two. Since the All-Star break. Either way, not very good. Uh, so it's 2 nothing Carolina. Uh, but good feeling didn't last very long. 6-12 of the first. Josh Mahura. Uh, Mahura, I'm sorry. Mahura. Uh, just co- collected a puck at the blue line. Uh, turned his body and flipped it at the goal. And it goes past Freddie Anderson. It was a shockingly soft goal. But I've now watched it about four times, and I'm, I don't believe that Freddie was screened on the play. But I do believe it's possible that the puck hit Ethan Bear on the way through. That Bear was skating across in front of Freddie. I don't think I don't think Bear knew that the shot was coming either. Uh, so it might have hit Bear in the backside. It might have hit him. Uh, either way, uh, Tripp points out on the broadcast that Freddie was too deep in his crease and he, he, he was small. That's been, I think those are the two things that have been, uh, I think Freddie's problems over the last few weeks is that he has allowed himself to be small because he's not a small person and he has been at times too deep in his crease. Uh, and I believe both of those things were the case here. Uh, they were both the case uh, when Kyle Palmieri scored uh, in the last 14.1 seconds on Friday night against the New York Islanders. So th- that has to be better. And if that is better, uh, then Carolina will be uh, will be in good shape. I thought Anderson was pretty good otherwise. Uh, there wasn't a ton for him to do. There were some good saves that had to be made. Uh, but I thought uh, other than that goal... He was good, but you can't let in soft goals. So I'm going to have to get some clarity on that. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, even though Freddie has not been great lately. All right, we're still in the first period, by the way. We're not done with the first period. Uh, So Andrei Svechnikov was in the box for a high stick. They kill that off. He comes out of the box, and he gets involved in the fray. Svechnikov comes up with a steal on front. He shoots and scores! It was right after Svechnikov came out of the penalty box. Svechnikov, first of all, Max Domi and Jordan Martinuk were at the very end, the last penalty-killing duo. Uh, And they uh, were like throwing their bodies around in the corner to the left of Gibson. And 
I think they contributed to the puck getting dislodged. Svechnikov ends up with it. Uh, he sends it across to Domi, who had uh, backpedaled on to the other side of the net. Uh, and Domi just made a beautiful pass to Martinuk, who was uh, coming toward the slot. And Martinuk just backhanded it past Gibson for 3-1. An absolutely fantastic goal. Good hard work. Physical play by the Martinuk-Domi pair behind the net. Uh, just dynamite stuff. Um, then Troy Terry scored at 11:46, and this is really just a great play by Anaheim. Nobody's at fault here. Uh, Derek Grant was in front of the net. Uh, he was in the crease, but he wasn't making contact with Anderson. So I don't believe that was goaltender interference. And then Brett Pesci, uh, was, you know, just whacking at him. Uh, and Grant did at that point bother Anderson, but I think it was Pesci that caused that. And then we get to the third period. There was nothing in the second period at all. Uh, third period, Jordan Stahl. And this is a great goal from start to finish because the play starts behind Freddie. Jacob Slavin picks up the puck, and he's patient to wait for Nino Niederreiter along the half wall to get free. So Slavin, with, a, with just a good, patient play, he knows he's got time. He can always just flip the puck to center. Uh, but he gets the puck to Nino. Nino has time, time and space. No, uh, no, There's nobody bothering him. So he has time to take a look up the ice, and he sees Jesper Faust on the wall, and he feels like Faust can probably win a foot race. I think it was with Vakanainen. I'm pretty sure. Could, I could be wrong there. Anyway, Nino gets it up the ice. Faust uh, goes and wins a battle with uh, Vakanainen, I believe another... Defender. I don't know who it was. I couldn't. I, I don't recall the the number, uh, but there were two defensemen there, and Faust wins the battle. Then he throws it up the wall to uh, Jacob Slavin. He gets it out, uh, you know, toward the point to Jacob Slavin. Slavin sees Niederreiter on the far corner for a uh, a diagonal pass, one timer by Nino. Uh, not sure the puck got to Gibson or not. I think it did. Uh, but the rebound comes right out to Jordan Stahl, who puts it in, basically an empty net. 4-2, and that was the game. Zegris tries to lay the body on Slavin, but the Canes are able to clear this one out. Yes, for Faust, charging hard after it. He'll go in the corner against Drysdale. He'll get it back out to Slavin. Cross-ice pass, one-timer rebound. Stahl, he scores! The captain in front! Great puck movement by the Hurricanes! And they double their lead! It's 4-2 Carolina here in the third. Well, thank you, Mike Maniscalco. It was Jamie Drysdale. It was Drysdale and Vakanainen who were uh, who were the defensemen of record on that play. Uh, big goal, huge goal, game-ending goal. And then Jordan Stahl gets hats. Now Getzloff will get to it. He'll backhand one from the Kings' blue line. Slavin with it. He'll try to clear. Now now Drysdale keeps it in. Back in the corner and played back for Drysdale. The Ducks having a hard time getting control of the puck. The Canes get it. Stahl has it. Takes it for a hat trick. Bingo! Here come the hats for the captain! I'm not sure I'm down with throwing away a perfectly good hat. I mean, if I paid $28 for a new era hat, I'm not sure I'm tossing it on the ice. Not for an empty net goal. Anyway, I kid.
I kid. Big night for Jordan Stahl. He's had a lot of those lately. Uh, and a big win for the Carolina Hurricanes. Welcome for the first time to this morning after edition of the Canes Corner Podcast. Not the first time that he has been on the podcast. Mr. Michael Smith now doing intermissions on the Canes Radio Network. Uh, well, you jumped in at the right time. You're like a, like a vulture. You're like a, a middle reliever after the starter goes four, uh, coming in to get the win. How you doing? Look, you know, Alec put in a good, a solid five, six innings of work. Maybe even say he might have pushed it into seven. Uh, I'm just coming in to set it up for, uh, you know, the, the closer to come in in the ninth and, and get us out of this with a W. Well, uh, anything anything you can do to get us to the finish line sometime in early July uh, <laughs> would be uh, would be really good. All right, let's, uh, first of all, on Twitter, if you want to follow him on Twitter, at MichaelSmithNC, you've changed your Twitter handle. Uh, I, was, I did. I, I was putting in your old one. It's like, wait a second, that's not it anymore. Uh, the, yeah. the Googles work fast. Uh, all right, let's, uh, just overall, what what what'd you think of tonight's game? You know, I thought it was it was an interesting game, right? Because uh, it had a kind of a chaotic start in terms of the offense. Two teams, you know, trading goals in the first 12 minutes of the game. It's 3-2 by that point. And if, you know, you, you stayed too long in the parking lot, linger too long in the parking lot, you might have missed basically, you know, all of the scoring. Yeah. So, of course, Jordan Stahl finished off his hat trick in the third. But then, then it gave way to kind of a chaotic second period in a different way. Uh, when, you know, physicality kind of bubbled over, there was some, I think, frustration. Um, uh, Andre Svenstikov was, was right in the middle of it. Um, and Ryan Getzlaff was, was right in the, in the middle of it for the Ducks. And then, you know, things settled down. And in the third period, you kind of saw the Hurricanes just lock it down. Yeah. Uh, and Jordan Stahl able to finish off his hat trick, uh, which was which was really good to see a guy who, um, you know, obviously isn't relied on for his offense, but whenever he can contribute and contribute like that, it's always welcome. Here's the the Jordan Stahl season. He goes 35 games without a goal. 35 straight games without a goal. And Long time. he's got 11 in his last 29. And it matches his jersey number, right? <laughs> it's that's the thing, though, with 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 a guy like Jordan Stahl, and and you know, you've talked to Rod Brennamore plenty, and Gosh. if you ask, like, what's he doing differently now, he'll tell you he's doing nothing differently. It's just the puck happens to be going in for him right now, and that was kind of the case all throughout last season. It was like, okay, what's Jordan Stahl doing differently now? But he doesn't change the way he plays. He doesn't change who he is. He he. He can't change who he is. I mean, that's that's what makes him Jordan Stahl. That's what makes him effective, and and he's he's so effective in so many ways that don't show up on the score sheet. But whenever you do see his name on the score sheet, um, you know he's had a good night. It was it's it's funny. I like to ask. Not I do talk to Rod. I talked to Rod today. I talked to Rod Friday. I talked to Rod. I talked to Rod like five times a week, um, <laughs> and it's it's really I I know. Where, when I can make him laugh. like So just ask him goofy questions about Jordan Stahl, but I tell him ahead yeah. of time, let me ask you the goofy question about Jordan Stahl. <laughs> because like he is, he's the same guy. And if you talk to a guy like Aho, you know, if you get a chance to talk to Aho after a game, like what's different? Nothing. He's yeah. the same. Uh, and Aho, yeah. the, the, guys, the guys recognize it. His value is not in the goals. But um, we need to give that line a name. I'm trying to... I'm trying to speak the one line into existence for yeah, Dennis, 
Need a rider. So say that again? No, I was going to say Dennis gave me the heads up on that. You're trying to, to make the one line a thing. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, they all have the one in their jersey number, yep. right? And they are the one line that doesn't get tinkered with ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it's written in a sh- with a Sharpie in the locker room. All the other lines are in pencil, and that <laughs> one is Sharpied and... Uh, you might as well carve it on stone tablet at this point. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because at the beginning of the season, I would have never figured that Nito Niederreiter would be an important part of that line, of, of a line like that. But yep. Nito, Nito's game is drastically different than the one he arrived here from Minnesota with. It's a 200-foot it's a game suddenly. He doesn't make defensive mistakes. He's been incredibly heavy on pucks. He's been a huge part of that. Uh, you, you get the sense that this is the Nito Niederreiter that will have success in the playoffs. Yeah, be a part of that line and also have a 20-goal season on top of it. He Obviously, when the Hurricanes acquired him, they acquired him for his, his goal-scoring abilities, and he was a huge part of that run down the stretch in 2019 arguably you could say one of the catalysts for the hurricanes you know being able to work their way up the standings if they don't make that trade they might not make the playoffs um and then you see kind of the streaky side of nino niederreiter the next season and he's not finding the net you know with regularity as much but when he does like he has this season and when he's found uh sort of carved out his his role on this team on that line. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch. He, he brings a, a heavy game to the ice. He has physicality. He can get under opponent's skin and he can finish too. And, um, you know, he brings a lot to the lineup. He adds uh, a nice little offensive touch to that line. Uh, but then of course we saw the offensive flair of, of Jordan Stahl coming to life tonight, but not, not to, you know, uh, not to, single out Nino Niederreiter because he did set up Jordan Stahl a couple of times. Yep. Uh, one with a nice feed from down below and then of course the other with the, the, the rebound off of uh, John Gibson there in the slot. So um, a real good night for that line but that's kind of, you know, as as you've said, that's kind of been the tale is is that line most nights is just, is just really good. Yeah, they're good for about two or three 60 second shifts in the, in the opposing end. Uh, whether they score a goal or not, uh, those body blows, they take a toll. Let me ask you about Freddie Anderson, Michael Smith. Um, I, I've now looked at the the first goal enough to where I think it might have gone off of Ethan Bear. Just kind of maybe caught him on the, like, just deflected slightly off his backside. I'm not sure. Yep. I'm not sure it's a good goal uh, to allow either way because of where Freddie was positioned. And then I'd go back to the last goal he allowed against the Islanders on Friday night. It's not been a great stretch for him. What's What do you make of Freddie? Yeah, I, you mentioned that, that, that goal. And I, you know, I watched it on replay a number of times. I, I thought it hit maybe Ethan Bear in the, in the posterior. Maybe it deflects off an Anaheim Ducks player. I'll be interested to see if they change it after the fact that they can get some sort of confirmation. Um, but yeah, I mean, he hasn't been, I guess you could say, uh, you know, what he was 
uh, a couple months back, what he was earlier in the season. But I don't necessarily think, um, you know, he's been bad. I just, I think he was that good earlier in the season that, you know, him sort of regressing, if you want to call it that, to the mean um, has, uh, you know, maybe had an effect on on how we look at things. I think when you look at his game tonight, um, probably a couple goals that, um, that he'd like to have back in the first period and, and not that there's much he can do on that second one because he's got Derek Grant nice. all over on top of him. Um, but you know, obviously the rebound and then that bounces out, but again, not much he can do there. But after that, he, he locked it down. And that's not to say either that he faced a ton of work. I think the hurricanes did a good job in front of him, just tightening up their game. It was, it was a loose, uh, first 12 minutes there. Um, but I think, you know, the, the important thing for him going down the stretch is going to be just dialing his game into where he needs it. Um, he's obviously going to face all the questions of getting past the first round, but it's a totally different situation here, but look, you know, until it happens, those questions are going to remain and it's going to be up to him to, to mentally dial himself into where he tunes out all that noise. I do think it's obviously he's in a better environment here from that perspective because he's maybe he doesn't hear that as constantly as he would in the center of the hockey universe, as they like to refer to that as. Um, but, you know, those questions are, are going to linger until he gets past the first round. I think he can do it because I look at the team in front of him and I see a, a better team uh, than he played behind in Toronto, at least one that's, that's more disciplined defensively, um, you know, as a team. So I think he can do it, uh, but it's a matter of him, you know, getting himself in the right mindset and then going out and, and proving that he can advance past the first round. Yeah, it is interesting that people have tried to hang Toronto's issues on Freddie Anderson as right. opposed to the fact that they haven't cared very much about allowing a lot of scoring chances. <laughs> because yeah, well, in the playoffs, it, it, you know, it's it's just harder to score so if you're yep. going to allow a ton of chances, you're going to get beat. Yeah, and that's it. Kind of, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Florida because they have gotten in the habit, at least recently, of uh, allowing a lot of goals and then just outscoring the other team. And that's obviously it's it's a totally different game uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it'll be interesting to see how um, you know their recent trends kind of affect them. But yeah, it's 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 a different it's a different game in the playoffs, and I think the Hurricanes, the way they're built, the way they play, is built for success in the playoffs. And I think Freddie can uh, succeed behind uh, that type of that type of structure. Yeah, I, I do too. I I, uh, I ran into uh, a member of the Florida Brain Trust. Um, mm, we'll keep his yeah. name out of it at the uh, the game <laughs> on Friday, and I I said, man, your team is killing it. And he goes, yep. yeah, I'm not crazy about our goaltending. <laughs> so, um, look, who knows? I mean, you got to have all of it. You have to have good goaltending. Yep. I don't think yep. you have to have great goaltending early. You need great goaltending to win a cup. Uh, but to advance a, uh, around, you just need to not be bad. Don't let in well, bad goals. And I think I, if Bobrovsky can play fairly well, I think they'll be okay. But they do allow a ton of chances. I, I think that's really when you look at how the Hurricanes are built, why I think they're more poised for success this season than maybe in years past. 
is that they they finally have found, I think, that great goaltending that they're going to need should they go all the way. Um, and that's not to discredit, you know, the work of of any goaltender that came before, the Peter Morozik, Alex Nedeljkovic, James Reimer, Curtis McElhinney even, because without those guys, if this team isn't in the position they are right now. Right. But adding a guy like Freddie Anderson uh, and even, you know, having a backup in, in Antti Ranta, I think puts the Hurricanes in a better position to, to compete for a championship this year. And But, you know, again, obviously the questions are, well, can Freddie make it past the first round? And, and the perception when the Hurricanes completely retooled their goaltending this summer was, you know, I don't know if this is going to work out for him. Um, it's worked out so far, but obviously the, the biggest question is, how will it work out for him come playoff time? All right, final thing. I, I agree with you uh, 100%. It is interesting that of the three goaltenders they had last year, the guy having the best year, I think, is James Reimer. Uh, yeah, I think you amazing. might be right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. All right, final thing for Michael Smith. Um, thoughts on Tuesday at New York, Madison Square Garden, first place on the line. Oh, it's going to be, I mean, it should be an excellent hockey game. It's going to have a playoff-type feel to it because you have a Rangers team that's won three in a row. They've got their sights set on first place. You've got a Hurricanes team with a handful of former Rangers making their return trips to New York for the first time. Uh, some, you know, first time in, in a couple of years just because of, you know, the situations of, of, of right. COVID and the the, um, uh, the, the divisional realignment. Um, so you've got that storyline. It's, it's, it's a game that should be extremely entertaining. It's going to be full of skill. Um, and we get to see this happen twice down the stretch of the season. And, and these two games could go a long way in determining who finishes in first in the Metropolitan Division. So, you know, it, it's, it should be a great game. I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, to see these two teams go at it on Tuesday. Yeah, two games. Um, Carolina's got a two-point lead, but I think the Canes need to prevent the Rangers from at least two points out of these four. It'd be great to just beat them twice um, mm-hmm. because I do think that the – the four points, these four points are ultimately going to decide the Metro. Um, and I don't know if it ma- I mean, I think it matters. Uh, I'm not sure that it matters that much for how far you go in the postseason. Um, right. But I think, I think there's something about it. I mean, just for home ice, right? Uh, in yep. the second round of the playoffs, assuming that there yep. is a second round. Uh, for Carolina, because I wouldn't assume anything. It's either Boston or Tampa on the other side uh, for for the Hurricanes, uh, and I don't know if that's uh, if that's fun. if Carolina wins a division. I don't know which of those you want to play. Uh, I think the way Tampa is playing, they're not playing as well as Boston. Although Bo- Tampa's back in front by a point, um, I like Carolina's matchup with Boston, but at that point, who cares? Um, yeah. But I do, I do think it matters to them to win the division, especially for the perception of being in front all year long and then mm-hmm. not winning at the end. Yeah, it, it, it obviously from home ice, it matters. The Hurricanes have been excellent at PNC Arena this season. So you want to play as many games in front of your home crowd, obviously, as you can. Uh, it matters from just the perspective of, 
uh, tangible success. You know, you get to, to hang another banner, uh, which would be the first Metropolitan Division Champions banner that they would hang in PNC Arena. Right. And it would be interesting, too, because you'd look up and you'd see Southeast Division, Central Division, <laughs> and that's a weird one, Metropolitan Division. So it, it, it definitely matters. And I think if the Hurricanes uh, can hold on to first place uh, in the Metro, I think it would just, from a confidence standpoint, too, just go a long way in saying, okay, we, we got here basically from the start of the season and stayed here through the end of it. The, do you remember the conversations when we saw the makeup of the division? How are the Hurricanes ever going to win this division? Yep. It would be amazing. Yep. All right, Michael Smith, we'll do this again down the road. I appreciate your time. Uh, welcome back, and I will see you at the rink very soon. I appreciate you having me on, Adam, uh, and we'll definitely talk soon. Gosh, I cannot wait for Tuesday night. Canes at Madison Square Garden. Broadway, baby. To see uh, if they can beat the Rangers and extend their lead in the division and go a long way to winning the Metropolitan. All right, we have to go. I'm Adam Gold. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Go check them out online. Get a free no-obligation estimate. You want to make your home more beautiful, more energy efficient? No better people to call than Sammy Hanna and his crew at AluminumCompany.com. Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rating and a review, and uh, let us know what you think. Because if you like it, then why not follow it so it shows up automatically? I uh, appreciate your time. As always, on the Canes Corner Podcast, we'll talk to you Tuesday after the Canes beat the Rangers. See you then. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.